and welcome back to another episode of in the sheds on code with kingy where this time i'm very grateful to have the wellington lions and hurricanes midfielder slash outside back in pepe sanna patafilo on the podcast bro thank you very much for your time and welcome on thanks for having me bro appreciate the opportunity likewise my man um you just mentioned off here bro you're, you're on a little bit of a getaway with the family up in auckland but then I remember mentioning it to you last week when I looked to get you on about, you know, club rugby and whatever, but you mentioned the fact that you're nursing a bit of a calf injury. So where are you at with your injury and I guess just life in general? Um, injury is actually all good. I think it's more just because uh, I just started running last week. So I'm just trying to slowly build build up to it and I'm not trying to go full swing. But yeah, life's pretty good, bro. Just chilling, cruising and just waiting for the lion season pretty much. Mm. Has it been nice having the break? I know you guys have been off duty, well, you Canes boys um, haven't missed out on the final. Sorry to bring that up um, for a couple of weeks now. And then you got a bit of time up your sleep before the, the Lions season starts. So I'm guessing you're just looking to make the most of it with family or have you got anything else planned in the meantime? Yeah, pretty much just quality time with the family burn rehab. So I'm kind of grateful that I've kind of got injured in like this time period and not during the season. So just trying to chip away at this and not to be um, not be too eager to come back. So, yeah, pretty much just chill, bro, and family time. Fair. Um, and with this being your your first year at the Super Rugby level ranks, did you find yourself being, I don't know, knackered come the end of the season, bro? And would you reckon you could have rolled on and played another Super Rugby Trans-Tasman? Like, how was the body after, you know, two competitions? Bro, I was actually fine because I hardly played, to be honest, and I've only played two games this year for the Canes and that was 20 minutes all up. So I, I feel pretty fresh. I ended up playing for Tao as well. I think that's where I did my calf. Mm. But um, nah, yeah, I, I actually body feels good. I'm not naked at all, I think. But yeah, even with the training nah, load, like the adjustments to that? Yeah, even off the training load, I reckon, because your body kind of gets used to it. It wasn't, it was at the beginning where I was struggling. I was like, man, this is crazy. But uh. No, I think I was, I've learned my lesson from when I first turned semi-professional for Waikato. Uh, I was like just not conditioned and behind the eight ball. So I think I came into the Canes season like an all right Nick, not, not the best Nick, but all right Nick. Kind of helped me out, I reckon. All right. So sounds like you've learned a couple of lessons along the way, bro. And why yeah, don't we start from day dot? Hopefully that made sense, brother. No, <laughs> no, it definitely did, bro. I just, you know, talking with a few of the other boys that I know, I know that they, you know, the, the rest that's come as of now, you know, it's been very welcoming for them, you know, because I don't, mm. for some of the boys that took part in like that Moana Pacifica game and the All Blacks game, or Moana Pacifica and Māori All Blacks game towards the end of last year, they were telling me, you know, just how long last season had been. And I think they only had yeah. about a, a three, or, three or four week break before rolling into... Super Rugby preseason, and then, you know, Super Rugby's gone on for um, however long. What was it? Eight weeks of yeah, yeah, Aotearoa yeah. and then six weeks of Trans-Tasman. So that's a bloody long time to just keep going through the rugby grind day. of, yeah, bro, just uh, turning up for rugby each week. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, um, they're, they're definitely making the most. Well, the boys that I know, they're definitely making the most of their time off before they then, uh, like you said, have is, to crack into. The, is those the boys that are not first years or... Oh, a couple of them. So, yeah, um, one of my good mates is Salisi. And, oh, I mean, yeah, he, he yeah. loves his downtime, bro, yeah. <laughs> more than most. But, yeah, he just, you know, from the from the chats we've had here and there, he's just talked about how much he's liking his time off. Even though he isn't doing a lot with his time, he just said, you know, this is the time where, you know, you professional chill, athletes yeah. have to just chill because you can get so oh. full on while you're in season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, bro. Why don't I kick it off, as I always do, though, Uh Pipisana, where'd, where'd you grow up, bro? And like, how'd you even get into playing footy in the first place? I uh, grew up in Porridor, Kenneth's Creek, the mighty Kenneth's Creek. <laughs> yeah, I think I started playing footy around eight, so for Norse. And then, yeah, 
pretty much. I actually wasn't that good of a footy player, to be honest, growing up. Kind of just stuck at it and, yeah, ended up going to Wellington College to play my footy there. And, yeah, kind of just started from there. True. I, mean, I was about to say, bro, even like eight years old, that's quite late. You know, I, I remember myself. Yeah, I, that's what I'm I pretty sure my, late, my dad yeah. got me into rugby as soon as he could. So, you know, were you playing yeah, any yeah, other sports I, I, before I you were eight? Yeah, had a ball in your hand pretty much since you were born. So, yeah, like, were you playing, like, soccer or were there any other – did you know, have, have you played any other sports before you had to really focus in on the rugby? Or league. I think when I was around 11 or 12, the Premier League in Wellington was mean. I just remember growing up and watching the Portal City Vikings, and I was like, frick, these guys are gunners. And then I started playing league for St. George, a club in, um, in Pete Town in the creek. And I just loved it, eh? But it kind of died down as I got older. I'm not too sure why, but the comp, yeah, the comp died down. And I'm guessing that's what pushed you more towards Union. And like, like you just said, you said the, the mighty Cannons Creek and growing up out Potty Door away. Was yeah. Wellington College always the plan for you and like your family for you growing up? Or, you know, yeah, I think how my did that all work out? My older brother got accepted there, so it was a pretty much a no-brainer just to send me all the way to town. Look at was it a train and a bus or just a bus? Yeah, bus, train, bus, bro. Hectic morning. Yeah, bro. Can only imagine. And then getting home, like after footy training, yeah. that must have been even more bro, hard. Get home so late. <laughs> it's funny when you look. I mean, I was fortunate enough. I mean, I'm a Silverstream boy, and we won't have to talk yeah. much about that with you, did Bina. You, did you board or? Nah, nah. I literally lived around the corner, bro. So I actually, oh, I've, I lived with my grandparents whilst I was at school because they were right around the corner. And so I had yeah. no excuse not to be putting in the extras, you know, even though I never did any, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I didn't have an excuse. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's funny. Like, when I... <laughs> Shh, bro, don't be letting all my secrets out. Um, but <laughs> now nah, talking to some of the boys who had to commute from the likes of like Patoni and in the hut, you know, I was just like, man, that's like after rugby trainings when they'd have to, you know, like get out of their muddy rugby gear and, Chuck yeah, on yeah, whatever hard. else to then get home, and it was always cold, yeah, like, especially yeah. once winter time hit. Like, I don't know how you boys you commuted did it, bro. Hard, there's so much admin, too. Eh? <laughs> and the money, bro. That's one thing. I, the other thing I didn't like take into consideration for guys like you to catch, like, on top of like going to a decent school, you know, catching yeah, the, the bus and train every day ain't cheap, bro. So, hard. I definitely like, lunch, bro, like lunch, money <laughs> plus bro. lunch, bro. Plus whatever else, you know, you get to the times where you want all the flash gears and stuff and the flash yeah. boots, bro. Yeah. Bro, I had the hand me down, bro. I had the hand me down. So I was just wearing everything that got handed down to me. Oh, bro. I was for I'm the oldest in my family, bro. So yeah, I didn't have to go oh, to the so same. Got everything <laughs> I tried to, bro. I tried to. Nah, my parents were pretty good to me, bro. Probably yeah. um a lot better than I deserved. But okay, one thing college rock up there did you understand at the time and you know i mean you mentioned the fact that you i don't know i'm not if you're sure if you're being humble right now but you mentioned the fact that you think that you weren't as great a footy player as probably what you are now when you were when you were younger so when you first got to mm. cole how big was like the rugby side of thing for you because you know with it being such a big tradition at the school right it was huge like there's so many big names there i remember when i was year nine um, lima was there um guys like honey Pali, like so many guys that made schools when I was year nine. I was like, frick. You know, when you're year nine and you go to a college, you're like, you think everyone who's year 13 is like just superstars. Yeah, bro. Bro, that's way. <laughs> no, nah, but there was heaps of superstars when I was year nine. Like, and I was like, frick. This versus thing is, I think that's when Cole was good too. That's when they started making top four. I forgot who else was in there. Lima. There's a few guys who turned professional. So I think mm -hmm. that kind of transitioned. And for me, wanting to play rugby there. True. And so were you just like the, the steady path from like 14s, 15s, and then did you end up cracking the first 15 in year 11? Kind of, but not really. I was always injured, eh? And every time I played the 14s or 15s, I was always like on the bench or didn't get picked. I remember in the 15, my first year 15, um, we won the final extreme, but I didn't play. So I ended up crying. But... <laughs> not happy tears? Nah, not happy tears. Like, I was like, man, I didn't even 
we could say happy tears just for that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, bro. Like you said, fast forwarding, you did end up cracking the big dogs, the big first 15. And because what year did you finish up at school, bro? Did you finish in 2014? 2014, bro. Yeah. So were you on this year? They're pretty um, bitter memories for me. So was it 2013 that Cole won it? Because it was like a back and forth between like stream and then obviously Scott's came along right at the end. But can you tell us a little bit about your time in the first 15 and the successes and I guess the learnings? Yeah, I think so. my proper year where I was like consistently playing was 2013. And we, I think we just had a main team, bro. And I was pretty much just riding the wave with the boys. I was, I was pretty much like a role player back then. Um, still am. <laughs> but yeah, bro, we had a main team. Uh, we had like Wes, Nelson, Lenny Uppyside, James Blackwell, Takai. Like there were so many gun players. And it kind of just, all those guys kind of just carried this team, to be honest. We had a main chemistry, and then um, we made top four the year, but lost to Hand Boys in the semi-final. Again, um, that's when Isaac Tatamaki made a mean as broke, broke his fast. And then the next year, bro, was I was actually captain that year, which was pretty weird. Um, but we didn't do too, too great, and we lost against Stream in the semi. Did you play that semi? Nah, bro. I never played first team at school. Never. Nah, bro, nah. I was, um, well, I wouldn't even consider myself a bloomer now, but yeah, I've, I've got better with age, and I think that's more so because all the gun players at school dropped off and had better things to do once they realised they couldn't be professionals like you, bro, so I sort of nah, just filled no, a void. No, nah, no, nah, yeah, I get what you mean, bit of age, bro. Like, they're playing Prince now, so that's mean. Uh, trying to, bro, trying to at least, just hiding <laughs> them behind the forwards. Yeah, um, bro, don't be humble, don't be humble. All right, so captain of the first 15 in your last year of school, especially at a school like Wellington College. For anyone who's from the Wellington region, you know, is even though I'm a Silverstream boy, you know, that is the biggest school in Wellington, um, numbers-wise. And I think even winning-wise, especially now, I think they went through quite a dominant era through the mm. 90s and the early 2000s. But at that stage, you know, like obviously that's a huge honour and, you know, you know it's your last year of school. But was what was the plan for you in your last year of school? Were you looking at rugby as a thing that you wanted to take seriously and, you know, play professionally? Or was it more so, or I just want to play with my friends and, you know, enjoy my last year of, I guess, freedom before becoming an adult? I actually wanted to give rugby a crack and see, like, just where it led to. But because I actually didn't know what to do outside of, like, outside of school. And then I think at the end of my rugby year on 2014, I got approached by the Wellington Academy. And then after that, I was like, man, I might try to give this a good crack. But um, yeah, bro, it was hard because it, it took me a while to get there. But I, I don't know, I, like, I just, this might sound weird, but I always knew I'll get there. I just didn't know when, if that made sense. Well, you have to, you have to believe you, I mean, if yeah, yeah. you have to believe you can do it before you can actually do it, right? I know that as yeah, cheesy 100. as it sounds, and I know a lot nah, of yeah, boys yeah. like to play the humble card, but if you don't actually have that inner belief that you can actually play at that level, I mean, you're never going to crack it, right? Yeah, yeah, 100. Our confidence is, yeah, and believing, bro, it's huge. Okay, so you mentioned the fact that you pick up a, a stint with the Wellington Academy, so... Did you study at all, like, your your first year out of school? What, what, what were you working? Like, what were you doing around, I, was actually, I guess, trying I was to get the most out of your body? furniture removing, bro. I think that just made me want to train more. Because I, was like, Man. I was literally breaking my back, like, um, like some jobs will work Friday nights. And because the lifts are too small, we'll have to carry the tables through the stairways. Bro, and I'll be, wow. like, four or five levels, and we're, like, frick. And I was just thinking, man, I don't want to do this. Like, And I, like, uh, I think that that motivated me more because I was like, I looked around at like the colleagues and they were like, oh, they like, but credit to them, they're grinding it out. But for me, yeah. I was just like, I don't want to be here, man. I want to like, I want to chase the dream. So I kind of did that for two or three years, but, but it was, man, it was a struggle, bro. It was a struggle. And then um, after that, I applied to be a teacher aide at St. Pat's Town and did, did that for two years, bro. And yeah, now I'm here, Loki. So, sure. And a, to, yeah. yeah, sorry, keep going, bro. No, no, you go, bro. 
I was just going to say, you know, having done my homework on your story or from what I could find, is that you weren't, even though, you know, you were part of the Wellington Academy, you didn't make that automatic jump to the lines, like perhaps um, yeah. some other guys that were in and around, you know, your level of play once you left school at that time. So, yeah. you know, like that's, and I know for a lot of guys, I mean, I've seen it firsthand, maybe not for guys that have your aspirations, but that period from when you leave school, you know, like there's, it's a big sort of crunch time. So what I mean by that and what I'm trying to say is that a lot of guys give up after those first yeah, yeah. two or three years because they feel like they've missed the window. Yeah, and straight away, yeah. Yeah, but from looking at your story and the part about you obviously having to leave Wellington, um, which I'll let you explain to go up to Waikato yeah. to get your opportunity, yeah. you know, like that, like in between that time, like, like, were you having conversations with the Lions and stuff like that to 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 think that you were nipping on the heels of guys in your position? Yeah. Right, I, I actually wasn't because there, was, there was so many good guys, like still was in Wellington, and I was I was just like, man, would it like if I could just train and see what happens and to like see where it leads me to, then I'm fine with that, even if I fail. But yeah, I, I wasn't getting any talks from anyone. It was more, I think I was talking, I think someone from my club was like, oh, this Heartland team's keen for you. But like, I, I kind of said no, bro, because I like, this might sound bad, but I just knew I was better. Like, yeah, that's just me, like, just backing myself. And then I think that following year, we there was like a, you know how that Wellington 15 team just played? I ended up making that and I, I kind of just played all right. And then Gibber gave me an opportunity to send me to his brother in Waikato. So, yeah, it was a long process, bro. We long process. And then even that, bro. So you're, you're a Wellington boy, born and bred, and you didn't go anywhere when you left school. What was that move like? I mean, although you sort of saw the, the carrot that you were looking to chase up those ways, but, you know, that's a big shift for, you know, anyone, you know, moving outside of their comfort zone into a place that, you know, they're not familiar with. And then, you know, I'm guessing there would have even been a little bit of pressure because, you know, you had this thing that you wanted to get to and, you know, you knew you had to put the work in over, you know, over the course of a season to then actually like, uh, make the most of that opportunity. So what was that yeah. year like, you know, after three years of grinding away in Wellington, not quite getting to where you wanted to be and then moving to, Put yourself in a position to to you know to be a professional rugby player you know what was yeah what was all of that like for you bro can you recall on any sort of experiences bro, yeah, yeah. that you went through bro it was stressful eh, to be honest like as soon as i got that contract right i actually thought i cracked it eh? like i was like yo like i did it <laughs> but bro i'm grateful that i went up there because it changed my whole changed my whole game because like what you said off the pressure bro i was like I don't know what it was because every time I went up there, but I was making mistake after mistake just because I was putting pressure on myself. Like, I was like, man, I've got to perform, you know, like doing this because I had a little family at that time too. So I was like, man, got to do this for my little family. Got to play good, train good. And bro, I ended up like, I ended up like just not sleeping some nights because I was like thinking about mistakes and pressure. Bro, so like that year was a main learning curve, bro. It was like, I hardly played much, but I think that kind of shaped me to who I am and what kind of player I am now. If that makes sense, bro. Sorry. That... No, no, bro. That, that, that was um, that was some really great insight. Um, very transparent, bro. I appreciate you, you know, talking about yeah, you know yeah, some yeah. of the rougher times that you've had along the way to get to where you are now. And I guess like anyone, you know, you have to go through some of the tougher times to to shape you to be the stronger person that you are. And I guess maybe outside of the the pressure stuff you know with you learning to actually just focus on what you can control and, and whatever else but you know even just being in and around that level and even if you weren't quite hitting it you know the way that you wanted to at the time you then knew when you next got another opportunity if that ever came that you knew what was required of you to um, yeah, maybe uh, not even just take part excel you know what could separate yeah. you from anyone else in your position so yeah, you spend your you spend your year um, up in Waikato, take your learnings from there, and then you end up coming back down to Wellington in 2019. You must have put together a, a good club season there because you end up making the Lions. So, having already played at that level, you know, play for Waikato, was it that much more special being able to do it back at home? You know, for a team, I'm guessing you you grew up supporting. Yeah, bro, 100. Especially like well, you said 
form and bridge Wellingtonian, but it's like when you watch games at the Caketon, like watching the Lions, just like, man, you want to be there one day. So, yeah, bro, it was special. It was, it was mean. And even like your preparation going into that year, once you found out that you were in that grouping of players that was going to take part in that campaign, was that when you started to put your foot down with training in terms of in preparation for that? Or was it at the start of 2019 off the back of all that you've experienced that past year? You know, did you have yeah, the ground was, running from the start of that year? It was after the Waikato year, bro, because I knew, because that was my first time being in a professional environment, like full time. And after that, bro, I kind of like knew where I needed to be, what my Bronco needed to be. Because when I went into that Waikato season, I was so unfit. Like, I just couldn't keep up, eh? Like, I was struggling. Just, like, everything skill-wise, fitness-wise. So that kind of, like, that kind of, like, set the tone for me for the next year, bro. So I, like, oh, this is where I needed to be. And, like, I'm actually far off to where I thought I was. So it definitely helped me with my 2019 year. Did you lean on anyone, like, to, to get yourself into the best possible shape? Or did you do a lot of that stuff on your own? Or mostly on my own, like all the stuff that I learned. Yeah, that Waikato one definitely changed me, bro. I guess it's um, contributed to where you are now. So you get to 2019, you're with the Lions. How does that year go for you? How many opportunities do you get to represent your home team? Bro, it was like a miracle, bro. I ended up playing two games, like two, three games for Waikato, and then I played 10 games for the Lions the next season and got Rookie of the Year. So that was like a pretty much a blessing, bro. I was like, what the hell? Well, I guess it would have been the the cherry on top had you boys been able to um, take down the Tasman team, and I, I, yeah, and, oh, I, and I say I say I say that with all due respect because I know how nah, nah, great a nah, team that they've built up over the past couple of years, bro. So, um, it, like, bro, if I'm being perfectly honest, I I struggle to um, keep a tabs on the Mitre Ten Cup games because there's just so many of them on top of all yeah. the All Black stuff, and going back that far I just wasn't quite sure like how that year went for you but yeah obviously rookie of the year that would have done wonders for your confidence and then yeah going into uh, getting rookie of the year that year like did you then have any conversations about doing a pre-season with any of the super teams did anything like that pop up for you yeah there was a few talks with some teams but um a lot of them pulled out because i had surgery booked for after the season but i didn't want to tell anyone but because Super teams do medical checks. They have mm. to know like what like what you're like where you're at now. Is your body all good? And obviously you can't lie to that. So like once they heard, <laughs> yeah. once teams or once teams found out that I had surgery planned after um might attend, they're like, oh, all good. <laughs> Never mind. So that was guttering, though. That was actually guttering. Mm. I guess like I guess looking on the positive side of things, though, that would have been again, another confidence booster for you, the fact that teams were interested and that it was just, you know, unfortunate that you yeah. had to get something, you know, you had to get something fixed. What, what, was, what was it that was hindering you, bro? What did you get fixed at the end of the year? Oh, my shoulder, bro. I ended up doing my labor and rotator cuff. Mm. So was that just like a, a rehabby sort of thing during the year just to make sure that you could get through games and then, like, how how like how like long and... Bro, I couldn't, bro, it was the whole minor 10 season. Like, I couldn't do bench. I couldn't bench 60, bro. Like, I was, like, weak ass in the gym because of it. But I just ended up still playing because, you know, like, it was my last year minor 10 and I was like, man, I better, like, I better just play through it. and Because, like, if I didn't play, I probably wouldn't have got re-signed anywhere. But it kind of paid off because I ended up getting re-signed for the Lions another two years after that 2019 season. So, yeah, it was, hate to say it, but it was kind of worth it. Yeah, 100%, bro. And I was just going to follow up to that because I think that's one of the other things. Like, sorry to be repetitive for anyone who follows this podcast, but I like to shine a light on perhaps the stuff that doesn't get all that much airtime when it comes to professional footy because everyone sees all the glitz and glam, but they don't see the yeah. the darker side of things. And so for you to just tell me now that, you know, you played a whole Mitre 10 Cup season with a busted shoulder. And fortunately for you, you know, like it's paid off because you've yeah, gone on, yeah. you played for the Hurricanes and, you know, it doesn't sound like your, your shoulder's giving you too much grief these days. But, you know, yeah, that yeah. sort of gamble that you had, you know, that could have easily backfired. Yeah, um, and, and you were one of the lucky ones, bro. So... 
like and i know you know that that whole um scenario that you just painted for us the fact that you know you decided to play through it because you know this was your dream and you knew that if you didn't play that that was perhaps your dream Gone, being yeah. over you know that, that that must have been like a huge call for you and I, and I know for a lot of footy boys they sort of overlook their injuries because they're like no 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 you know like i'm young i'll get through it. i'll just rehab it but yeah, yeah for yeah. i'm sorry i'm not i'm not trying to obviously like it's you're you're no, fine guess, now yeah. but like in the in the long run of things or you know on perhaps you know on another day or if something had gone wrong you know if you had taken one wrong step during one of your games during that year you know that could this could be a completely different story bro so i think that's the crazy thing bro it's just like could have turned out so much different but yeah all in good timing bro like you know like when you're straight out of school you just want to crack it straight away like like oh, i just wanted to crack it straight away but yeah grateful for the journey very hard <laughs> not to be too cheesy bro but you don't really appreciate your sunny days um until you've gone through some cold ones right that's when you really yeah, really hard. appreciate all the good times yeah hard, bro. You're, you're preaching right now brother <laughs> <laughs> oh bro I'm, I'm not sure where this is all coming from bro but i'm a little bit of a role so i'll keep kicking <laughs> on so 2020 rookie of yeah. the year again you just would have been building on your confidence building on your confidence i'm guessing you played club rugby that year before then leading into miters again yeah bro i was also another thing happened it was just like all meant to be because you know how i was rehabbing from my shoulder it took me longer than expected to come back like over six months but because of COVID, bro, COVID helped me out heaps. Mm, like it, it gave me extra time to get ready for the uh, 2020 Lions season. And if it wasn't for COVID, bro, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have played the 2020 Lions season. And the 2020 Lions season, that's how I got my Canes contract from the very last game. So like, I don't know, bro. It just somehow all worked out. <laughs> Bro, that's crazy. Talk me through that. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll leap strong straight to it, bro, because that was one of my follow-up questions. You get named in the Canes, bro, which, again, for you, I mean, like, to be playing Super Rugby anywhere would have been a dream, but to be playing it, again, in your hometown, that, again, that's oh. sort of been the icing on the cake. So, But you mentioned the fact that you get your Lions, your Hurricanes contract in the very last game. Talk us through that whole process, bro. Like, how does that all happen? Who's calling you? What email? Like, how did it, how did it all play out? All right, so I, I didn't know there was a spot there for the Canes. And, you know, when you play through Mitre 10, you see heaps of other boys getting signed with other super teams. Mm-hmm. And you're like, mentally, you're just like, man, is there any even any spots left? And I was like, oh. <laughs> so, like, you just... And, I, and plus, I wasn't, like, I wasn't playing consistently that campaign. So it was, like, kind of frustrating. So I was like, oh, man, I don't know what to do, like, and then the last game, they, they just gave me opportunity to start. But unfortunately enough, I like played well enough. And then I got like a, um, you know, on Google um, Calendar, they had like a meeting. They had a meeting with the Hurricanes on Monday. And I was like, what the hell is this? So I rang um, the Lions manager and he goes, oh, just go in, um, just see what they say. And I was like, oh, sweet. And then after our last game on Saturday, the like Monday meeting, obviously, and then I, I was like, "What the hell? This is weird." Like, because no one told me that I had a meeting, but mm-hmm. no one from the Cairns told me, "Oh, come in for a meeting." It was just on my Google Calendar. So like, and I was like, "This is weird," but I'll go on anyways, you know, just in case. And, and as soon as I walk in, they're like, oh, "Hey, this blah 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 blah," and um, did the meetings with the physios. But I don't think the physios knew that I was gonna get signed because they're like, "Oh." I think you might come in for a replacement player just for preseason. And I was like, oh, sweet ass. Like, you're still grateful. Mm-hmm. Had the meetings with them. Had the meeting with the PD manager. He goes, oh, yeah. I think you're coming in for a replacement player preseason contract. So I was like, oh, yeah, sweet ass, sweet ass. And then I went to the last meeting with, with Alfie, the head coach. And he goes, bro, I'm going to give you a contract. And I was like, what? Everyone was telling me I was going to get a preseason contract. So... It was crazy, but I don't I don't know if that made sense, but it was bro, just, that uh, most definitely did. Holy yeah, so bro, how how big was your smile when you heard Alfie say that bro, you were getting cry. a contract? I wanted to cry because leading up to it, like his his he must have not told the physios and PD manager, obviously. Mm. But I, I wasn't bro, I wasn't expecting anything. I was just expecting a yarn, like a 
oh, you need to work on this, you need to work on this. But as soon as I sat down, oh, I was going to give you a contract. So, and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, this guy better not be playing <laughs> April Fool's with me, man. Holy nah, yeah, bro, so, yeah, it was literally after the last game. And I was just like, what the hell? What a whirlwind of events, bro. bro. To this day, I'm still like, what the hell? That's crazy. <laughs> Who was the first person that you run? Hey? Oh, my, Who was the nah, first... my partner dropped me off, bro. She was right there and she, she ended up crying because she was like, yeah. Oh, bro. That, imagine that, bro. Good. And like when you were walking back to the car, obviously to um, <laughs> get the ride home, did we, were you playing it? Like, did you try and like trick her or anything yeah, like that? Nah, were you I, about I, I real quiet? She was just like, oh, hell, and I was like, oh. Then I, I paused for a little bit, and I was like, are they going to give me a contract? And she just started crying. So that was, yeah, it was like low-key crack up because I was like acting like, because she didn't think anything of it too. She just thought I was going in for a talk, like a, a work-on talk. But yeah, crazy, bro. That, that still buzzes me out. Bro, unreal. That, bro, stories like that, bro, are just so awesome to hear. <laughs> Bro, that's literally what dreams are made of. But what isn't a dream, um, from what I've heard, even though I've never gone through it, is preseason. Bro. And preseason at the super level, bro. And I always ask this question. Again, sorry to anyone who gets annoyed at me asking questions about preseason, but I always love to get you know a player's firsthand account of what it was like for them. Because I've had some guys say that, you know, nah, you know, I adjusted to it, all good. But then other boys say, like, bro, I've never been through something like that. Or I thought I was fit, or I thought I was strong. But then I had to mess around with guys who were playing full uh, full time footy, yes. and it was a reality check. But yeah, what was it like for you, bro? Rolling into that Canes preseason, bro, it was it was tough, man. But you know what was tough for me, bro? The wrestling. I was that was different for me. Um, because did any of the boys tell you like we did like wrestling sessions against each other? Yeah, bro. And because I asked Alicia about it, and he's, I'm like, oh, so do you guys like go off and? do like outside backs and then like the halfbacks go yeah. with each other and he's like yeah, 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 yeah. sort of but like bro. there will be like drills where they chuck like a halfback on a number eight and stuff like that and you just got to go full hammer and tongs just to test yeah, out yeah, like yeah. your actual your mental toughness bro hard so after the wrestling session they do like a thing called king of the wall and like you try you have to try get the guy down who's on the wall and then if you get him down you're the king of the walls and and everyone it's just in a single file, bro, lining up to take you down. Bro, and, bro, I didn't get to become king of the war, so I was, like, pissed off. But I remember, bro, but I, I see why there's um why there's weight classes now, bro, because all the big duckers, eh, they just, they're crazy. Yeah, bro, wrestling was the hardest part for me, man. It was, it was a different type of conditioning, man. I was struggling. Bro, I didn't, yeah. As, as much as I'd love to be a professional rugby player, and I think this is like it for a lot of people, bro, I don't think they fully appreciate the training that goes in to getting you guys in shape and ready for games, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like some of yeah, the stories that I've heard, not only with that stuff. Hey. Even the running blocks that I hear that you boys do, bro. And then, you know, like conditioning games and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Don't but get me you wrong, know, you, know? Like, yeah. you know, it's preseason and you're like, Especially me being a first year, like you want to compete, so you're like just trying to not stop. But mm-hmm. man, some dark places, bro. Man. You came out the right end, bro, because you end up, you know, <laughs> although although it was a long season for you and you had to bide your time to get your opportunity, it finally mm. came again in front of friends and family, bro. That last game against yeah. the, uh, it was the Highlanders, right? Yeah, yeah, the Landers, bro. Yeah, bro. So, Talk us through like getting named in the team, telling your family, and then having to keep your nerves in check for the game that week. Yeah, so when they announced the team, like Alfie, the coach, he didn't even tell me. So I was just like a, like, just like getting ready to write the opposite, like the Landers plays down. Because obviously the boys who are not playing, you write the Landers plays down and you, you learn it. So I, I like had my book out ready to learn the Landers plays. And then my name gets called out, and I was just like in shock. So like, I was just like, man, I better learn everything. Yeah, bro. So that was like, that was a surprise for me. But um, bro, the nerves were like surprisingly pretty good. I think I was just confident in like 
my ability and I was like been waiting for it. So yeah, nerves wise, bro, I was, I was pretty sweet. Sorry, bro, what was your other question? No, I was no that that was that's that was pretty much it, bro. Oh, just yeah. about like the week leading in and you know, because I know a lot of boys they talk about, you know, they have certain routines, but you know, that sort of goes out the window because you know they're almost overstretching or they're over analyzing yeah, yeah, the plays yeah. to get themselves up to speed. But yeah. um you seem like a pretty cool customer. And I don't know, like do you do you remember anything like vividly from that game? Do you remember what your first touch was or like when you ran on the field and had a look at the crowd, you're like, holy, like like mama, I made it, like yeah. that sort of buzz. <laughs> bro, just grateful, bro. I was just grateful. One thing I do remember though is when there was a turnover, I didn't want to pass the ball, but I knew I had to because <laughs> it would have looked bad. <laughs> but yeah, that nah, bro, it was just it was pretty special, bro, especially yeah, because of the journey. So yeah, bro, that was crazy times. Crazy times. Another one to tick off the list. And then rolling into the Trans Tasman competition. Um, you go over to Sydney with the boys and I, again, like, sorry to keep name referencing Salisi, ah. but um, I, I remember talking to him about it and because he's like, yeah, bro, I'm going to get out of here, go over to Aussie, you know, live it up. And then obviously with that whole COVID thing, bro, so that sort of threw bro, a bit of a spanner into the works. Off. All the boys were pissed off, right? Because there was a point where they're like, oh, no one can go outside, like, go mm. to, like no one can go get a coffee. Or if you're going to go get a coffee, you can't sit down, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, man, this is... Because I, I remember all the boys talking about Sydney. They're like, all right, Coogee Beach is mean. The clubs are mean. But obviously, the clubs were closed. But yeah. we ended up going to the beach anyway, so it was, it was mean. But still, I'm guessing... Well, from what Salisi's told me, bro, he just said it, it wasn't what he'd sort of dreamt up in his head when he learned that he was going to Sydney. <laughs> but for you, you know, that game... Um, I mean, that was a pretty wild game to watch. No, there was like there was like a hundred points scored between both teams, yeah, but uh, I know that your coaches weren't too happling with um weren't too happy with the tackling. But you, bro, <laughs> you get a meat pie for the Hurricanes. Yeah. Like, can you run us through that, bro? I can only imagine what that would have been like. Bro, that was a dream come true, way. But the thing is, bro, if I didn't score that, I reckon everyone would have got mad because there was one more person outside me, and he was free. But the guy in front of me, he was like drifting. Yeah, so bro, I, like, I know that. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm never like, I probably won't get this moment again. I'll just take <laughs> one. <laughs> and then I, I told um, Izzy, who was on the outside, he's like, how can we get a pass? And I was like, sorry, bro, too much grip tech on my hands. Now, like, nah, I wasn't passing that ball, bro. <laughs> Well, I don't think I would have either, even though I have nowhere near your ability, bro. When you're that close to the line, you just got to give it a go. It's better oh, to yeah, ask for forgiveness um, than That's ask for it, permission, bro. bro. <laughs> and then, like you said, unfortunately, you didn't get any more opportunities after that game. But, you know, reflecting on, you know, obviously, like being grateful for how everything panned out for you, you know, within the space yeah. of 12 months. What sort of learnings did you take away from that Kane season, like in flight for you now? Because I think you were, was it only a one-year contract that you were given? Yep, 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 one so, year contract. So, like, how how much hungrier are you now? You know, even though you've achieved your dream, so to speak, or you know, knocked off that goal, how much hungrier are you now to, or even like preparation-wise, like you you know what's yeah. needed of you now? So, what is like the yeah. obviously you got the Lions campaign coming up, but you know, is there anything for you that you know that's changed and what you're looking to do? You know, moving forward with footy. Yeah, bro, the hunger is still there, but I think what's changed is my confidence. Like, when you play at that level, when you train with the guys who are pretty much the best in the world, you realise that, like, you're not far off. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but, like, it gives you confidence because you, you're with them every day. You see what they do, and you in, in my head, you're like, man, I can do that. But, like, I think what separates them is, like, experience, bro. Like, they know where to be. They look at cues. They're just so smart. So, like, for me, is it's just trying to get, like, experience at that level because I know that, yeah, it just gives me a lot of confidence, bro, um, being in the games because, yeah, a lot of people, like, yeah, it is on a pedestal, but they're just, they're, they're human as well. Like, you know what I mean? If that makes sense. Like, well, I think, like, for... For guys like yourself, I think once you reach a certain level, everyone's roughly like 
as fast as each other and everybody can throw yeah, 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 a mispass yeah. and everybody can you know put in a chip and chase but it's just about like when you get on the field backing yourself enough in the moments where you need to back yourself that separates yeah. you know like a a Bowden Barrett from any a Bowden Barrett and a Richie Wonga from any other team and you know actually like yeah, just having that confidence I mean it's like it at all levels bro I mean um, obviously yeah, it's different for you guys because because you guys are training full-time so you know you're nailing your micro skills every session and you're in the gym like getting yourself in to the best nick you can so yeah I guess like like you said like for you moving forward by the sounds of it you know the more time you spend in that environment and the more game time you know the more reps you get under your belt you know you should be getting more confident right and by given like the way that you've transitioned to it and your whole mentality with it you know it seems like you'll have no problem you know as long as all the good opportunities keep coming your way bro so yeah, 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 I mean, very, but, what, 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 yeah, bro. What, what a, what? Sorry, bro. I'm getting my words caught on my lips. What a hell of a journey for you, bro. Like you said, you know, everything was given to you at the right time, um, and you happen to be in the right place. And yeah, like having to go through all those dark times that you know perhaps not a lot of people know about, it just makes you more appreciative of the, I guess, all the blessings that have come your way. Yeah, bro. Hundred, especially yeah. I I think like I'm grateful that I've made this team now and not earlier because I think if I made it earlier but I wouldn't know I'd be a different person I reckon as in terms of just like a just like being humble and stuff like that bro because I always crack up at myself like imagine if I made it out of school bro I'd be so bossed right, and, and again like you know I, I totally get where you're coming from with that but at the same time eh? like for for the guys that do and you know perhaps the guys yeah. that have gone out and been bots like they just don't know any better bro because you know they've just transitioned into a lifestyle where you know unfortunately you know, other people put them up on pedestals and you know it seems like life comes easy to them but yeah like you said for someone like yourself who's had to go through um or go through some dark times and you know fully appreciate you know what he has and not take anything for granted you know it's it shapes you into the person that you are now and you're a super rugby player, bro, and no one can ever take that away from you. Uh, that, that actually, that's fuzzy, man. That, I always like to buzz out at myself, obviously because it's like still my first year doing it, but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, bro. Well, I fully appreciate you um, just sharing uh, you know, the bulk of your life story, bro. But before I let you go, I just want to run two quick segments past you. The first of which is, can you take us through Pepe Sana and his game day routine? Yo, um, so if we have a late game on the Saturdays, for example, Saturdays, I have my daughter's um, swimming lessons at 10, so, so um, I'll do that pretty much just sleep and pretty much be a dad. <laughs> but that's my game day routine. It's nothing special, eh? Sorry, bro, it's nothing special. Pretty much just being dad. All right. Um, well, what about when you get Sorry, to the ground or... No, no, no. No, that's cool. You know, dad life, I know for from the dads that I know, it takes up 99.9% of their time. Pretty much. But when you get to the game or even yeah. like the night before, is there a certain meal that you got to have or do you put a left boot before your right boot on? Do you have to wear oh, skins? Do you yeah. have to do anything like that to get yourself, I guess, ready for game time? Yeah. No, nah, so before I run out for warm-up, I do like this breathing exercise. It's like... I think it's called box breathing. It's when you like breathe out for four, hold for four, and then breathe in for four, something like, like that. Mm-hmm. So I do that because it just calms me down. Because I find that when I do that, bro, I just feel relaxed. I feel like just present. So I do that before I run out for warm up. And then when I come back, put on the jersey, I'll do that again. And then I'll, I'll move like three parts of my body. Because apparently, if you, I read something that if you move three parts of your body, it like helps you to be present. Mm, okay. So I'll move like I'll move like my legs, my shoulders, and elbows, so it just keeps my mind like where I am. And then I'll do a countdown, bro. So I'll count down from five all the way to one. And then that's just another exercise that keeps me present, and that's it. <laughs> that sounds like a lot. Eh? It doesn't feel like a lot when I'm doing it. It's because it's your routine, bro. But yeah, cool. Well, breathing is something that I've wanted to get into, not only for footy, but just for life in general. Because like you said, you can get so caught up in the what-ifs and the future and get quite you know yeah, anxious about yeah. things. But if you can nail just being, like you said, being in the moment and controlling what you can control, that's, you know, you're probably going to be a lot better off 
and with whatever you were trying to do at that certain time bro um yeah, but yeah all right rolling into my last bit bro uh i call the segment 10 in the bin so i've just got 10 questions for you and you just need to answer them yeah, for yeah. me as honestly as possible please all right uh question number one what's your go-to vessel at a pre-drinks on the night out bro don't laugh but long way no nah, bro i don't i used to be a long white man i've transitioned into pals I've gone a bit girlier. Yeah, bro. Bro, I need it, bro. Trust me, I need it. Um, but what flavor long white, bro? Lemon and lime, bro. The go-to. Yeah, yeah. They're usually my go-to as well. All right. Um, who's the biggest coach's pet you've been around? I know you're gonna ask, but I actually can't think of any. Eh? Straight up, honest that's not. Fair enough, bro. A lot of boys struggle with that one. Um, and I'm not sure whether it's because they don't want to throw anyone on the bus or, like you said, <laughs> you know, there's too many to name it um, for some of the boys as well. All right. Number three, what's your must on a day off? Sleep, bro. Sleep. Because being a dad, bro, you got to get up early. Feed, feed. Sleep, bro. Definitely sleep. Bro, hard. Yeah, bro. That's, that's the other thing that I... I, I forgot to even mention you know just knowing vaguely that you have a little one i guess it's good for you because you sort of adjusted to dad life and then had to work mm. professional footy in around that rather than the other way around i can see it being yeah, yeah, hard quite difficult the other way around eh? bro i can i can't even imagine what it'll be like i like all the boys who like play when they got a newborn i'm like damn bro that's all the mums holding it down right <laughs> for a hundred one hundred all right, bro. Uh, no, least favorite fitness block. <laughs> Give her a shout out. Uh, did you get that last one, bro? Least favorite fitness block. Um, 80, 60, 40. Sorry, can you? Yeah, no, I got you, bro. 80, 60, yeah. 40s. Yeah, those are, especially when they put, you know, the, the hundies as time, like yeah, times you got to get them in on. Oh, yeah, bro. That's struggle street for me, bro. Like, I'm... Bro, I'm, I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even consider myself it, bro. But I'm not very quick, so but so when it comes to those sorts of drills, like I just hate them. But like, I'm the sort of dude if you just get me need me to run, I can just keep running. But just don't expect yeah. me to run like Josh Edokar. <laughs> All right, bro. Uh, favorite cheat meal? Bro, I just had it. Wicked wings, gun. Bro, that's everyone's, bro. Yeah. It's, bro, it's, it? it's, yeah, bro, it's quite funny, bro, like, how, how many of the footy boys just, like, they have heaps of similarities, and, yeah, but, I mean, like, everyone loves yeah, yeah. wings, bro, so, yeah, that's, um, that's quite a, like, sort of instant thought for a lot of people, including myself, um, but I have heaps of favourite cheat meals, um, but, yeah, nah, uh, <laughs> most regretful baller purchase, bro, so, what I mean by that, what have you gone out and splashed a whole lot of money yeah, on? Yeah, no, I, bro, I actually, I can't think of any, because, like, I don't really spend much, bro, but, bro, I think, yeah, I actually don't spend much, eh? Bro, that's a good thing. Be, I will be saying, you'll be like, yeah, bro, hard. Yeah, well, can't really spend much when you have a family, bro, damn. True, true. All the best to go back to them. All right, um, guilty music pleasure. Justin Bieber, bro. <laughs> bro, another one, bro. I love, bro, I'm I'm with you on that, eh? Love the beats. Oh, yeah, some people hate Justin Bieber, eh? I don't know why. Nah, this, nah, they, bro, they secretly like him, bro. Bro, yeah, I, I, reckon, I reckon it's like a thing. Bro, have you noticed like the other thing that sort of changed? And I'm not sure if it's because like the, the circles that I hang out with or whatever, but like the low-key Chris Brown hate. Now I don't I don't excuse any of the stuff that you know he's done that's not great, but you can't deny that his yeah, music you don't hold it against is, him. Oh, you know, oh, no, I don't condone it, bro. I don't condone, you know, some of the, the bad stuff that he's done, but you can't tell me that his yeah. music's not catchy. Like when people tell me, like, nah, his music's like shit, I don't even dance to it. I'm like, you're just straight up lying yeah. to my face. Nah, the people who say that, bro, give them a few drinks and then they'll be like, I love this song. <laughs> hundred, bro, hundred. All right, yeah. On to, on. to Speaking of dancing, bro, what is your go-to dance move? Well, there's a few. Um, but back in the day, bro, it was the Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, I wouldn't even say back in the day for me now, bro. That's like literally my go-to. And I don't even think I dug you right, so... But you know, I just get <laughs> bro, when you get into that space where you're just like, screw it, I need to dance like nobody's watching, which is typically when I've had one too many long whites. But yeah, I'm trying to stay away from those now because <laughs> don't need any more blurry nights um to account for on a Sunday. Um biggest grub you played with and against. 
Tupo, bro. Tupo, Sopana, if you're listening. Well, we actually just played him on the weekend yeah, days. He's, he's got a bit of chat in him as well. Yeah, bro. He, he told me he was being nice, but he because he, he got yellow card today. Yeah, bro. Took out Peter. Yeah, yeah. He probably tried to get into his head or something. Bro, I appreciate that. Oh, bro, you're telling me, bro. It was just one of those days. Like, full credit to Patoni. They took it to us, you know, especially on their own number one. But yeah, bro, we were pretty flat. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they just. We play Norths, bro. So because we lost to Patoni, otherwise we would have played you boys. So, yeah. Norths will want a revenge, eh? Yeah, bro, hard. But I'm, you know, um, fingers crossed if I get another start this week. And I get the opportunity to go up against TJ Pedernada, which is like a once in a blue moon. You're being humble, but you'll get a start. Bro, I'm excited, bro. I'm excited for this weekend. Yeah. Um, And it should be a good game. I I always love playing at North Park as well. It's a lovely field. So, bro, um, one of the best of the day. Bro, 100, 100. The Lions need to play them. Well, bro, you'd at least be able to get a decent crowd. I reckon, yeah. All right, bro. All right. Um, my last question, my man, and you probably already know what it is. Um, again, grateful for you listening. Just got to finish the sentence off for me, bro. Saturdays are for family, bro. You already know. <laughs> bro, there are some boys who have families, bro, and they've gone the other way with it. But as bro, it's awesome oh, to bro, see I where your head's at. Will, your head's in the right place. Listen to this, that, that's brownie points for me, brother. Oh, bro. Um, but yeah, bro, that's a wrap on our podcast, my man. Thank you very much for that last segment. Crack up. And thank you very much for, again, being so transparent with your story. Oh, like I said, I love to I love to get to know, you know, I'm, I'm a rugby nerd, unapologetically. And I love to learn about guys' stories because I always know there's something deeper than what we see typically thrown out there in the media. And then, yeah, just to hear about some of the stuff that you've gone through and give people the opportunity to hear you know what it's really like you know from your own in the stick bro yeah. um yeah very grateful for you sharing that with me my man yeah. and appreciate yeah. it brother thanks for the opportunity sorry if i didn't make sense bro i was a bit nervous at the start but uh we got there in the end bro <laughs> bro everything was crystal <laughs> to me my man so yeah uh oh, i'll dude. do my i'll do my best you're, to... you're too nice bro you're too nice <laughs> bro. Bro, I, better, right, bro. I better write down some of your um your gems your, your gems <laughs> That you you said today, bro. You're preaching to me. Oh, bro, this is oh, this is great way to start off my Monday, bro. Great way, great way to start off the week. <laughs> I've done it strong, bro, and it's all thanks to you, my man. But um, yeah, bro, enjoy the rest of your time in Auckland with your little whanau, my man. Hopefully, the calf comes right uh, yeah, sooner rather than later. And yeah, if I'm ever around or about, I have to sing out to you and just grab you and say, hey, thank you very much again. No, nah, no, nah, thank you, brother, and have a good week and all the best this weekend. Big game coming up. Grateful. Hey, do your thing, bro. Cheers. Later, bro. Later.